Church of Christ on this wonderful holiday weekend. My name is Dawson Taylor, and I have the great privilege of serving as your senior minister. I want to welcome you, no matter how it is that you're worshiping with us, if this is your first time, if you're worshiping with us via live stream, Facebook Live, or if you've downloaded our podcast. We're grateful through technology of all of the ways that we can worship together, especially right now during this time of pandemic. I want to say words of gratitude to our Board of Deacons and our Board of Mission and Outreach. We had a fantastic Friday morning uh, under the portico collecting cans for communion, school supply drives for Grace Place, as well as our own Precious Cargo Academy. And uh, the clergy team had a great time uh, helping pass out communion elements. And so it was a great day. And frankly, it was just nice to have a little sense of normalcy and get to see a few people. So again, I'm grateful to those two boards for making that possible. And of course, I'm grateful to my colleagues, David and Deb, for being with me. We certainly missed Sharon, but we're glad that she's back safely and she's now taking her quarantine time before being back with the staff. I'm sorry that the dialogue with Dawson did not work out this past Thursday. I kid you not, moments before we went live, internet went down on the entire campus and so we were not able to have dialogue with Dawson. However, we have rescheduled it for the coming week on Friday morning at 11 a.m. and so I hope that you will uh, join me for updates on all the great things happening in the life and ministry of the church and as a side note, it just so happens that yesterday we also signed the contract for fiber optic cable to be run to the campus. So hopefully the days of uh, failing internet are behind us soon. I also wanna thank you for your support of our Mighty Mask Ministry. You may remember that those masks are available for $15 and $5 of that goes to support the Harry Chapin Food Bank and we had the first round that got sold out that we had on campus. We ordered a second batch. Those have arrived and they are already sold out. So if you've ordered one, Chelsea will be mailing that to you right away. And so we've ordered a third batch. And so if you would like uh, one of those masks that's branded with our logo, uh, please email masks at naplesucc.org or you can call the church office and Chelsea will uh, help you from there. I want to let you know that of course, tomorrow being Labor Day, that the church office, Precious Cargo and the Bargain Box will all be closed. However, if you have a pastoral emergency, you can always reach the pastor on call by calling the church office at 239-261-5469. Simply follow the prompts and you'll be directed to the pastor on call. I also hope that you'll join us today following worship for our virtual gathering place. Again, there's a button that should be in your e-blast that arrived last night. You can simply click that button after worship and it'll take you right to that gathering place. However, if you can't find that email, if you did not receive it, or if you have some sort of problem, feel free to give the church office a call at that same number, 239-261-5469. One of the staff will be glad to get a new link to you. We just will need to verify name, address, email address to make sure we're getting it to the right person. 
and then we'll uh, look forward to welcoming you to our virtual gathering place after worship today. As we prepare for the prelude this morning, I want to let you know our music ministry, I think, has done an amazing job of presenting our variety of music genres, uh, especially in the midst of this pandemic. But you have to admit that to try to do a bell choir presentation with social distancing and all the challenges that entails can be pretty challenging. But I will say this, I think Dr. Becky has done a wonderful job of bringing together this rather, well, I'm not going to say talented bell choir, but at least they're doing their hardest work and, um, you know, their spirit is there. And um, yeah, they get a, a little uh, out of control at times, but, you know, their heart is in the right place. And so I hope that you will open your hearts to uh, the joy of this music. And so in the spirit of that humor and the spirit of being a growing congregation, let us center our hearts and our minds as we prepare for worship this morning. Will you join your hearts with mine in prayer? Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we continue to give you thanks for the gift of this day. And we ask, O oh God, that in this time of worship that you would speak either through me or in spite of me. But that above all else, we would hear with clarity what it is that you say to us this day. All of this we trust and we ask in your many names. Amen. Once in a television interview, former First Lady Laura Bush recounted about how early in her marriage, her mother-in-law, Barbara Bush, cautioned her to not criticize her husband, George W. Bush's speeches. One day, she found out why. As Laura and George Bush returned from a speech that he had given, George was pulling into the garage. The future president turned to Laura and asked how she thought the speech had gone. She said, well, quite honestly, George, I don't think it was very good. Mrs. Bush reported that George W. promptly drove into the garage wall. Last month, my parents celebrated their 49th wedding anniversary, which reminded me of their agreement, especially during my father's active ministry, to not discuss any of my father's sermons until at least dinner on Monday evenings. Love is not easy, particularly married love. And yet the Apostle Paul tells us that the person who loves their fellow human being has fulfilled the law. In this morning's scripture reading, Paul writes, Owe no one anything except 
to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law, the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and in any other commandment are summed up in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Love is the meaning of life. But I don't think it's enough to just master the thou shall nots. Just because we don't steal or don't commit adultery doesn't mean that we are living the way that we are called to live by Jesus. Obeying the commandments is the beginning of Christian discipleship, not the end. I read once a great story that was told about a t-ball game witnessed many years ago. On one of the t-ball teams was a young girl named Tracy, and Tracy ran with a limp. And she couldn't seem to hit the ball to save her own life but everyone cheered her on anyway. Finally, in the team's last game of the season, Tracy did the unthinkable. She hit the ball. So Tracy's coach began hollering to her to to run the bases. She landed on first base only to be told to keep running. She rounded second base. And the fans rose to their feet and cheered. With one voice, they were all urging Tracy to head home. But as she neared third base, Tracy noticed that an old dog had walked onto the field. It was sitting near the baseline between third base and home plate. Moments away from her first home run, Tracy made a momentous decision. She knelt in the dirt and hugged the dog. Tracy never made it to home plate. But the fans cheered her anyway because she had made her priorities clear. Love was more important than winning. Love was more important than winning. Everywhere that Fred Rogers went, he touched people's hearts with his gentle tone, and irreplaceable way of relating to children and adults alike. Whether it was teaching relatable life skills through the land of make-believe puppets or tackling social issues by visiting neighbors around his brownish-yellow TV house, throughout his show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, every moment of Roger's television presence felt like a warm hug in his trademark cardigans. Each 
that was made by his mother. But he saw the world spreading love to him in a unique way through the number 143. It takes one letter to say I, and four letters to say love, and three letters to say you. 143, he said, according to the Fred Rogers Center's site. I love you. Rogers was an immense creature of habit. He woke every morning at 5.30 and started his day by reading and writing prayers for those who had asked for them from him. He took a nap every day in the late afternoon and went to bed each night at precisely 9.30, sleeping for a solid, uninterrupted eight hours. And according to a 1999 story in Esquire by journalist Tom Junod, their friendship, which is the centerpiece of the 2019 film A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring, starring Tom Hanks, which, as a side note, is a fantastic film, and I highly recommend it. That constant pattern likely accounted for another constant in his life, his weight. For 30 years, Rogers weighed exactly 143 pounds. In fact, he checked his own weight daily. Every day, Mr. Rogers refuses to do anything that would make his weight change, Janad wrote in his story. He neither drinks nor smokes nor eats flesh of any kind, nor goes to bed late at night, nor sleeps late in the morning, nor even watches television. And not only does he avoid habits that could change his weight, he literally kept himself in check. Every morning when he swims, he steps on a scale in his bathing suit and his bathing cap and goggles, and the scale tells him that he weighs 143 pounds. While some may just dismiss this as a random three digits, Rogers was always about seeing things on a deeper level and found meaning in the results of the daily weigh-ins. Mr. Rogers has come to see that number as a gift, as destiny fulfilled, Junod described. Each of the numbers, he reasoned, was the number of letters of the phrase, I love you. When describing that delight, he says, in a way that only Rogers can. Isn't that wonderful? And so he kept that constant for decades, maintaining his very being in a number that equated love. And taking what the scale showed him and spreading it into every corner of the universe. In 2019, the governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, decided to honor one of its greatest citizens, Fred Rogers. Of course... He chose the 143rd day of the year, May 23rd. I've proclaimed today to be 143 day, Pennsylvania's first statewide day of kindness, Wolf tweeted. 
As governor, I've met countless Pennsylvanians, and I know we're genuinely nice people. Join me in spreading love today and seeing just how far a little kindness can go. And that's not the only way Rogers' legacy with iconic three digits lives on. The Fred Rogers Center has also started the 143 Club, which is a tribute to Fred's legacy of love. And it supports programs that follow his philosophy of child development. The annual cost of membership? Of course, $143. The kind of love that we are invited to give and to receive is the kind of love that Paul wrote about in his letter to the Romans. And the kind of love that Jesus showed to all those whom he encountered. Love is the most dynamic force in the world. It heals bodies and touches souls. It gives motivation for living. And as people of faith, we know and we understand love as it came into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. And we know and we understand love every time we gather at this table. The kind of inclusive love that welcomes all people. The kind of inclusive love that asks no questions but simply says, the feast is ready. Won't you come? You know, I don't know if it's easier to love those who at times feel unlovable or to maintain the same weight all of your life. I do know that love is not easy. But I also know that it is worth it. 